Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Hardly Adulting Podcast. How are you all doing today? I hope you're doing great. If you're new here, I'm Miranda and I have my husband Jake here as well. And um, before we jump into today's episode, I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you so, so much for all the love, support, and the hype on our very first episode. We really, really appreciate it. But now let's dive into this week. Um, So today the plan is to talk about basically adult friendships um, and also some relationship advice. So should we dive in? Yeah. Why don't we uh, get into keeping friends as adults? Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. Um, I feel like, funny enough, I feel like I've always kind of struggled a little bit with friendships. They don't come as easily to me. And Jake, I feel like you're quite the opposite. I feel like friendships come easy for you and you're like friends with anyone and everyone. Yeah, I think I'm just a little bit more adventurous with people in general than you are. Yeah. I'm not going to say I like people, but <laughs> I, I certainly, I'm, I'm nosy. Like, I want to yeah. know your life story. Like, are you interesting? And then yeah. if you are, let's, like, make life even more interesting. So I don't yeah. know if that's just, like, makes people feel good that somebody cares. And that's why people tend to, I don't know. I don't know either. I totally get what you mean um i make friends on the airplane like, like you I'm do not, like anywhere like, you go you make friends yeah, yeah. you connect with people you talk to them where i'm more i think shy yeah um and i don't but I, yet like i i can still get out there and talk to people like it's not like i'm super super shy but i i've seen you make friends on an airplane before, yeah though. like i don't go out of my way but i can but like i'm i don't know i'm like awkward about it it doesn't come as easily or naturally to me yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just I'm not afraid of somebody saying that guy's weird or <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I that that I is am. a good point. I feel like you just don't really care about that stuff where I I'll be honest, I feel like it's a flaw of mine, but I definitely like care what others think. Sure. And I'm self-conscious about that. Yeah. I mean aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. I think too another thing with friendships And I don't and I don't share this as like a woe is me because that's like not it at all. But I feel like throughout the years, like I've been a part of like many different friend groups or friends. And I've kind of always been the one where like everyone else will kind of continue their friendship and they'll be friends forever and friends for years. And I'll kind of be the person that gets kind of left behind or kind of falls off. Um, I'm sure that's partially my doing as well you know taking accountability there for some of that but it's definitely hard like I feel like I'm always the one that has kind of like been left behind yeah I mean I've seen a couple instances for sure on that one but I think a lot of uh you know why keeping friends as adults is so difficult in general um you know you probably have specific reasons, but overall, I think the general um, reason that it's hard is that, you know, people live their own life and all of a sudden it goes from having fun to being responsible and the responsibility gets wider and wider and wider. And next thing you know, it's like, oh, I haven't seen my friend in a month because I've had family events and funerals and weddings and, blah, 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 and all. your life gets much more complicated. So friendships have to kind of evolve like that. 
Yeah. And I sometimes think you lose friends because you've evolved and they haven't, or if they've evolved and you haven't. Yeah. And that's not to say that if you haven't evolved, you're wrong. It's just, I can't evolve in how to be a parent uh, until I'm a parent. So why would I judge somebody who has a kid and just, and vanishes in our perspective? Uh, but to them, they're just trying to hold it together. Yeah. I think friendships as an adult are a lot of work, honestly. Like, they're seamless and can be really easy, but I do think it takes a lot of conscious effort. Um, I think, you know, just like you said, we're all very busy. There's a million things going on, and I think it's it's definitely when you want friends and you want to keep them, it's something you definitely have to, like, constantly nurture and actively, like, work on it and be mindful of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> even to a point where I think at some instances it's maybe not the healthy thing to do, but it's what's best for the the seed of that friendship to keep growing is sometimes even it's like self-sacrifice, like to know that you're not you're not feeling up to it, you're drained, you know, you just you, you squeeze that little bit of energy out to have that friendship cultivated and you know, I think that's the hardest part is because we are so busy as adults that when you get five minutes to yourself, are you going to spend it scrolling on Instagram, going on TikTok? Or are you going to try to call somebody and have a full on conversation? I mean, yeah. where I think these days, especially for our generation and generations to follow, um, we're going to be so plugged in all the time. You know, before, if you wanted to talk to somebody or have a large meeting, it, you went there and it was yeah. a, it was an event like you had like your meeting and you were done right we can do that nine times a day and feel like we got a ton accomplished yeah but you're shot yeah. so you know it, it makes that phone call to a friend to just check in on them hard and you know it's it's ridiculous but i even catch myself sometimes just like not texting somebody mm-hmm. yeah like i'm so tired emotionally that i can't text yeah, I get into phases with that. Yeah. I definitely where there'll be times where I'm like, I could text all the time or whatever. And then there's other times where it's like, I kind of just want to like shut down from everything. Yeah. And I'm sure it's reciprocated to you. Mm-hmm. Like people do the same. And I think it's finding, you know, how, how do you find a friend? Well, it's a little bit less about what kind of person they are. And more about what kind of person are you? And can you find someone who emulates what your values and, and I guess, pain points are? Because if somebody somebody didn't text me back after I texted them, I wouldn't feel a thing. But that might not be the case for everyone. They might think, well, what the hell? It's just a text. Like, you got to find tolerance levels that match. Yeah. I think that's what makes good friends. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, too, like, as we evolve as people and we grow up and we learn I feel like our needs and wants as an adult but also in our friendships change and also like our priorities and our values change um I know for me like as I've grown up I feel like the values I once had in my friends have altered and changed over the years so I think that's also like a huge part of it in perspective but also I think it's kind of like a catch-22 I feel like you know you will gravitate towards people and you want people in your life that 
are similar to you that have the same values like you're very similar but at, at the same time you can also still have friends that maybe share different perspectives or different things with you but you can still find common ground and still have like a really valuable meaningful friendship yeah well said have anything to add on that in terms of you know a different perspective i feel like you've you've had that a lot in friendship sometimes yeah i mean uh, i think a lot of the difficulty around growth in general is the you know, will, willingness to change and um you know when you, when you talk about how your priorities shift uh one of those priorities can be you know something that is directly affected without you knowing to a friend like I prioritize my health it might be lower on my list than my friend and if they're like a gym rat you know and I'm not a gym rat anymore I might lose that friend yeah which it's not losing it's just what we're just not close anymore so yeah. when another hobby that we both are distantly related to comes up or event or you know you post I have a perfect example my buddy Brandon perfect example gym rat you know awesome guy i moved away and we'd still stay in touch but then it kind of just drifted off and it's because i stopped valuing that gym rat sort of uh intensity not saying that gym rat's bad it's just someone who goes all the time um and we only communicate when a random interest that we have pops up like for instance we we went to a, a professional golf game not that long ago yeah and it was really cool to see but it's it's a weird hot it's a weird event to go to nobody just is like oh i'm excited to go to a golf game that'll be fun um but when i posted some pictures uh, my buddy brandon was like that's awesome we should play sometime i was like this is a guy that i literally woke up he slept over at my house sometimes 4 a.m to go to the gym and then we'd come back at six like crazy very close connection like we spent 12 hours a day with each other to now it being like nothing yeah that that sucks yeah so i i think a lot of that is you you have to have your priority shift to kind of hit all those friends like you know maybe i'm prioritizing work right now for my xyz reasons but i need to at some point move that down a list and have my man child come up so i can go <laughs> you know play all my games and nerd out with my buddies yeah Otherwise, it's going to turn into silence. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think, too, for me, something I've realized, like, when you think about it, like, as we grow up, like, as your kids or you're in high school or college or whatever, like, you're surrounded by people your age you know like you're kind of like forced into situations where you communicate and talk and you bond and you know you kind of create friends more easily where now I feel like when you're an adult it's harder because you're not always in those situations like yes you know you still are working and if you go into an office you can make friends that way I mean that's honestly how I've made a lot of my friends as an adult but especially now after COVID and stuff like that you don't always go into an office. Um, things are just different. So I feel like that adds even another element um, into meeting friends, which we'll get into the COVID thing in a minute here. But also, um, I think as we get 
to become adults, the thing that changes, you know, versus being someone who's in high school or college is now we're like in a phase of life where I feel like everything's happening at once. Like not everyone around you is going through the same things, right? Like I feel like now we have friends that are getting married or friends that are having kids or friends that are going back to college or in college or we have friends that are single like we kind of have everything and everything around us which makes there's like a different perspective to that in friendships where you know when you're in college or something you know you just you're all at the same phase of life well I think too like because that's a great point I it's it's interesting because you, as an adult, end up spending more time with your family, right? Yeah. And your family is, I'm talking the nuclear family, mm-hmm. like, so who lives in the house with you? Yeah. Uh, but as a kid, if you think about it, like for, for me, and I'm sure for you, you played sports, mm-hmm. you know, that extends your school day. So from, oh, yeah. uh, I think our school started at like 7.15 in the morning. Yeah. And then it stopped at 2.15, but then I had practice, and then yeah. my practice went until 6.30 at night. Like, we were nuts. Yeah, so I feel I like sometimes I wouldn't get home till like 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, yet. there'd be times, and, and you think about it, you're surrounded by a, a, a small set of people from 7 in the morning yeah. until 7 at night, mm-hmm. 12 hours, and then you go home and you go to bed at 10, 11, so you, you call it, you get home at around 8, we'll, we'll give you an hour to go get food or something, whatever. So 8, 9, 10, 11, three hours, and then you wake up, and are you spending time with family at 6 in the morning? No, you're no. like barely <laughs> like able to get your body moving. So you spend, we'll call it four hours conservatively, or, or liberally rather, um, with your actual family yeah like your blood mm-hmm. and the rest of the time is with your friends so your friends yeah. are essentially your family yeah I and, remember and, the, and the paradigm sort of shifts at one point once you finally find somebody you like and that's how people say like oh once you meet somebody they kind of disappear from their friends well yeah they're, they're just the paradigm shifting yeah i remember like growing up my friends were everything to me and you make a like a really good point it was because i I literally spent they were your family yeah like the majority of my day-to-day with these people and now my friends are still everything to me but it's a completely different dynamic yeah you you eat meals with these people every day you know they they well now yeah now now the dynamic is different now you're lucky to see them once a month for dinner or something yeah um, circling back to COVID, I, we, we briefly kind of brought it up, but I think COVID really like shook friendships deep during COVID. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I struggled a lot with it because all of a sudden you couldn't really be in the same room with your friends. I mean, obviously as an adult, you're not always together anymore, but this was even worse. Like you just like, you could never hang out. You couldn't even have game nights. Everything was virtual. Um, But I also like, I almost got into a habit of like not needing to almost like prioritize that or like not find the time for that because like I during COVID like I couldn't go out and meet a friend I couldn't you know use that time and so after it was almost like wait like I have to remind myself you shattered a routine that you've had since you were you know in your teenage years on how to interact with friends yeah it was you have to plan you have to plan you have to plan and sometimes the plan is we don't have a plan but we're getting together yeah on Thursday yeah and I think COVID forced you to shatter that routine. It's still something we can all do, but I think 
because you couldn't just not have a plan. You had to have a plan. You had to know where you were going, what the requirements are, what the restrictions are, and all of a sudden people stopped going and playing volleyball or whatever. So, you know, I think we're lucky in a lot of ways, you know, I don't know if it's rose card lenses or whatever on COVID, with friends because it forced the society in general that had a yearning to reach out to their friends. How do we do this without needing to physically travel totally like i think there was some good to that like the virtual gaming right like i think that part was really cool so yeah like if you have a friend that lives in another state or another area we've learned how to better connect with people like that right. you can still play games you can distance. still hang out so i think that aspect was really cool but then on the flip side it was almost like trying to retrain yourself to get out of that that new mindset to then like, okay, like we have to go back into the world now. <laughs> right. Well, we, we learned those good lessons at the expense of what happens after this is over with. Yeah. And we paid the price for something really great. And, you know, I think that's just part of growing up. But, yeah, it, it's definitely, I can say, set me in a way that I don't, not that I don't prioritize the thought but it used to just feel so automatic that now it's not happening like yeah. it used to. I think, at least for me, sometimes I, I get so lost in my own life, my own world. And I feel like COVID amplified this. Like, just totally, it's not even just being, it's not like being selfish. It's just like, you're just in your own world, in your own head. And I have to always remind myself that I really have to make the effort and the time to like schedule that time with friends, to reach out, to say hi, to check in, to, you know, schedule that girls brunch or to schedule that game night with friends or, or you know, whatever we want to do. Like it really takes that effort to be mindful and to really work at it and, and schedule that time. Because like I said, for me, I can get just really lost in my own head and my own life and thoughts. And just to preface, you know, some of the circumstances you can be in that when, when you have these kind of things that you need to do in order to connect um you know in in your instance our instance geographically we are farther than we've ever been from our majority yeah. of our friends yeah. um so to make plans with like a couple of my really good friends and my best friends um they they're an hour and a half away yeah it's not like super easy anymore where everyone's like around right. the corner so like you might be thinking well you know to check in you could just be like hey i'm i'm out and about you want to meet for coffee an hour and a half away? No, that's not <laughs> yeah. going to happen. So it, you you we're we're not able to just do these little drop-ins with everybody. You know, you do do that with some people, mm -hmm. and so you know, we we did that the other day. Went to the the see the flowers and everything. Um, but you know, still, it's just feel like it's it's harder the more distance you have, mm -hmm. or the more accessibility Definitely. issues you have. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um. I think, too, something, a good topic to kind of touch on is kind of the flip side to all of this is sometimes it's it's okay to feel like you need to end friendships that have gone on for a really long time. Um, I know for me, this is something that I've, I've kind of struggled with. Like, I felt like, oh, I've known them for so long, like, I can't not be friends with them anymore. And... 
however I feel like that's an incorrect mindset I think it's okay that you know if things change or you feel a certain way like it's okay to like move forward or move on with your life yeah I mean I have a really good example you want me to hit me with okay, it yeah okay hit me with it um, what is it so you know I, I think it was like two years after high school ended I had a very close friend group um you know we would do everything together. We, again, we would talk every day. We would see each other every day, probably eat a meal every day. We did sports with each other almost every day. And then as we progressed to this kind of angsty young adult phase, you know, we were constantly going out, constantly trying to like find cool things to do and see if we can meet chicks. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was, that was like our priority list. And I honestly was getting burnt out with it. Like, it was just constantly like, oh, we got to go to so-and-so's house. Like, where is this? Like, oh, it's uh, 45 minutes away. Dude, I don't want to do that. Like, oh, my God. What is it going to – we've done this 100 times, and we haven't, haven't, like, gotten anywhere. Like, why are we repeating ourselves? And no matter how many times I've voiced my opinion of, guys, that's stupid. Like, we're going to go there, and it's going to be lame. We're going to be there for 10 minutes, and we're going to be like, let's get out of here. And we've just wasted three hours. What, what can we do better in three hours? I know. Let's all hop on Xbox and play. No, that's that's dumb. You want to do that on a Friday night? I'm like, dude, all the days end in why. <laughs> like, to me, why aren't we doing it today? Why aren't we doing it tomorrow? doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Um, so I, I decided, you know, this just isn't the direction I want to go. And I distanced myself, and they kept going in that distance. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sit here in limbo by myself, uh, so I'm going to go find others. Yeah. It took forever because you kind of have – it's like breaking an addiction. Yeah. And, you know, they tried to reel me back in a lot. I'm like, no, I know how this is going to go, and I'm sorry, but you guys didn't recognize that I dipped for like two months after talking every single day. Yeah. I ain't coming back. Yeah. I'll be cordial. Like, I'm still, like, if they needed any advice or wanted a call, like, I'd answer their phone call. But I I am not planning, and I'm respectfully declining until further notice just because you had to. Yeah. I feel like that's a good point, too, and something that I also experienced that I have also dropped friends in my life, and it wasn't that, like, anything bad happened or a certain reason but it was it's kind of circling back to what we mentioned before that like I grew up and my values and wants changed and I just felt like I wasn't getting anything or receiving anything out of the friendship or the relationship or you know they were just kind of I don't know like more nasty to people or just not the kind of people that I wanted to surround myself with so it was sad to kind of let those friendships go but I think it was crucial to who I am today like if I were to have stayed in those friendships I don't think I would have grown and changed the way that I am today yeah So don't don't be afraid of, you know, I'm not saying you have to cut ties and burn bridges. It takes twice as long to build bridges you burn. Shout totally. out to Tyler Childers for that one. <laughs> but also I think it's really important to know in any relationship, if it's a friendship or a significant other, like you deserve to be treated with respect. You deserve to you know get something positive out of a relationship and to be valued and cared for and you know like all those things still apply win-win or no deal yeah it's it's very important 
Um, I think it's also a difference between you and I, Jake, is it's so funny. Jake will talk to friends almost every single day and he will have pretty much like phone calls every single day with friends. <laughs> I love and how you say that. He'll like have phone calls. <laughs> Where like not just like, yo, yo, all right, just want to see how you're doing. Bye. No, like phone calls. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Like you, you just you talk on the phone a lot to your friends. Yeah. Um, where I'm completely different. I feel like I don't always talk to my friends every single day, and I am not a phone call type yeah, of gal. I am a texter, which I know is super annoying. I mean, I will I will get on the phone and have conversations, but I am more of a texter. So, yeah, I think that we handle how we communicate with our friendships differently. Um, Jake, like, can you speak more on kind of your approach of, like, talking to people a lot more on the phone? Like, how do you feel that helps in your relationship or just, like, tell me more about that? I mean, I prefer the phone. Um, Maybe not for, like little here and there like information sharing um you can text me information like hey uh, i'm free the 19th you want to golf but if you want to have a condo like oh dude i gotta tell you about my day today pick up the phone because i have the attention span of a goldfish and won't remember <laughs> what to do so um that's why i prefer it because then you can and there's you know it, it's funny you, you talk to like my parents generation and they think the phone is like soulless and like texting is soulless like at least with the phone you can hear people's inflections and yeah the way that they're dictating and you know if they're putting emphasis in different things so that is very true you know it, it can make it seem like if you're being sarcastic you don't have to guess or like put like a tag on it so you'll read it and not know it's sarcasm and then oh no that was sarcastic that was sarcastic and now i have to go like rethink how i feel about what i just read and that just seems like too much work yeah so, um, well, that's an interesting point but you know even just to like bs like if i'm like oh man i am like drained i just need to get like some cheer up like i can call you know my cousin and he's gonna make me die laughing for about 20 minutes but you know he'll call me sometimes too and same difference. Uh, he's probably needing to cheer up because, you know, whatever he's got to talk about, I'm going to have some smart-ass comment for it. Yeah. See, that's so interesting because I, I feel like this is where I struggle a lot like with friendships because I feel that I don't know why I'm not a phone person because I, I love talking. I do. And like I said, it's not like that I won't talk on the phone, but I, I don't prefer it. And I don't know. I really don't have an answer or reason as to why that well, is. Well, I mean, I think one reason is it, if you text, it gives you some time to like compile your thoughts. That's a really good point because I am that way. I feel like Maybe it's like the overthinking in me, Maybe. but <laughs> but like I do really like to like sit and think about things. Um, and I do, I feel like I almost get, this is going to sound so silly, but I feel like I get a little stressed out on the phone. Like stage fright. Yeah. Like I, I have to like be on or I have to like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is, but yeah, like I feel like. Spoken like a true, true introvert. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't really think through what I'm talking about. So that's Jake, you just like debunked that for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, 
yeah, it, it is a struggle for me um, for that reason. And I, I do. But you make a good point, because I feel like when you do talk on the phone, you do get those like it's more personal you can kind of tell how someone's saying something so like I really miss out on that and like it's interesting because I also like if I'm having a bad day or something I do not like have that thought of like hey I'm gonna like call this person and like get a laugh like I don't think that way not that either way is bad or good but it's just it's very interesting how we like have a different approach and I think for me like I just really text but like I text like a quick like hey how are you like thinking about you like you know or I ask a question right. or whatever I like follow up on something where I'm like hey like I miss you we should hang out and like do something but I don't really have like super deep like text conversations like I feel like a majority of like my time spent with friends is like in person yeah oh yeah yeah and that's kind of when you get your talking done yeah. I guess really what it comes down to is is you value, that's why you don't talk on the phone, you value conversations with people because when you're able to see them face to face, you don't have that almost like anxiety of saying the wrong thing because yeah. you can connect more. Which I don't know why that is because you would th- almost think it'd be the opposite. Like if you're in person, well, you're you might be more need to anxious. see some physical mannerisms. Yeah. Where they're, you know, for me, it's just different. Like I don't. I don't really get like with my friends I don't get nervous in person but like over the phone I have a lot of like phone anxiety yeah <laughs> like you don't, don't know, know what why. their facial expressions look like if yeah. you said something that was annoying or like hit them weird yeah most people are too polite to say like dude what the hell was that yeah they're gonna make like that face on yeah. the other side but it just it feels I don't know why but like talking on the phone just feels so like impersonal to me like even though it is more personal because you get the tone and stuff it just it's different for me I and even with COVID like some of my really close friends like we would FaceTime like that was more I got more out of like FaceTiming than just like picking up the phone and having a phone conversation which is like also just more interesting for me I think uh you know people like Every generation likes to talk shit about the other generation. So, like, Gen Xers were always up millennials. Like, oh, you never went outside to play, you stupid millennial. That's why you're all insecure, blah, blah, blah. Gen Z has got this, like, issue down. Like, I talked... So, my nephew is 17. Just turned 17 in December. And, you know, he's about to be a senior in high school. And it's really fun to see him at this age with how he interacts, just like on this kind of a level. Yeah. I I will text him here and there, but if he's got something to say, he doesn't call me. He FaceTimes me. Yeah. Like, without fail. Yeah. And it's hilarious because he'll just, like, FaceTime me and then just, like, set the phone on his desk and I look up his nose. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, what? Like, you're just showing me your nostril. Like, can we, like, (laughs) do this right or not do it at all? Bruh. And he'll pick it up and be like, what? And I'll be like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, if I have something really important to say, you'll see me pick up the phone. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's like that this is heavy shit and I'm just gib-gabbing that you get when you're in person. When you're just gib-gabbing, you're like, whatever. But then you lean forward out of your chair and you're like, but wait. It's like, oh, shit, this is some tea. You know, I got to listen up. But like with him, he just literally just... Double, yeah. triple chin and a nose and I'm like what's up bro <laughs> my little funny. bro 
Yeah, it is really interesting how different generations communicate, interact. I feel like even generationally, like how we handle friendships are just totally different. And nothing's like right or wrong. It's just different. Yeah, and I can even see like Gen Z. So I, I already think millennials are in the I don't give a fuck kind of mindset. Like don't have a big house. I don't give a fuck. Don't have a good job. I don't give a fuck. But I think Gen Z is going to own that to the nth degree. Because yeah. what they we we feel that as individuals and in private, like I don't care if I like don't get promotion, like I'm just here to make money. But you go out and you're like talking to friends or acquaintances. Oh, how's work? Oh my god, I'm doing so good. Like, mm-hmm. you, not you, not you put on a face, but like you sort of like you, you're talking at your best when you're talking to people and you know face to face. Gen Z, I feel like would be like, how you doing? Ah, you know, I kind of like hate myself. And then they're like, bro, I get that. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So they're not like, oh, everything's great. Smile. And then side, you're dead. But like, you know, they're they're being way more honest. This is actually a really good topic um, before we kind of wrap up kind of friendships and adults and things like that. But the whole part that you just said of getting together with friends and like sometimes you're putting on a front. I think that's really important to talk about. I think because I've kind of experienced it all. Like I've experienced friendships where you're very real and raw and honest and like you're going to just say how it is. And then there's other friendships where I've, I've gotten the vibe where people aren't fully truthful or honest with me or they're trying to put on a front or I've even felt pressured like I need to put on a front or, or something, you know, anything yeah. like that. That's like I feel a really huge part of adult friendships, actually. Yeah. And I don't really necessarily have a whole lot to say on that. I just wanted to acknowledge that that's like it's it's a struggle. It's a definite like a definite struggle of just like, I don't know, like how to handle yourself or, you know, and I I think it's always best to be genuinely you and honest, obviously. Um, But I feel like sometimes in society or just in certain situations like we feel pressure to be something that we're not or and and it's and it's really so keeping up with the joneses yeah like that like old but that's how like we were kind of raised like everybody's lawns were supposed to be nice and uh you paid for landscaping and it was like back in the day that was just not really like that was a chore that wasn't like a like a flex yeah but i feel like um I feel sorry. I feel like more recently, I've kind of dropped that, like, I don't know, curtain in a sense where, like, I'm more honest and raw. Like, I just want to say it how it is. I want to be honest. Like, if we're having a struggle, like, I I want to just be 100% real, honest, and raw. But sometimes it's, it's not always easy to be that way. But I think that's how you really connect with people. Like, everyone has problems and issues and things. And I think if you're just honest about that stuff you can really connect with people on deeper levels yeah and i feel like you know i don't want to keep going back to what like gen z is doing but i feel like you learn just as much from the past and your experiences growing up as you do looking at the you know the next lot of kids your age that we're you know used to looking back on um you know i feel like they're they're not more what do you want to say like 
they're not more exposed to each other. Like they don't tell everybody everything, but they certainly talk about how they feel more. And, oh yeah, and, and it's way more. It's more, you know, the old saying like people don't remember what you say; they remember how you you made them feel. Mm-hmm. I think they take that to like another. People don't care about how you how you make them feel; they remember how you felt mm-hmm. because they're so empathetic and like you know almost like a sponge to this stuff. And I feel like we we have to get somewhere closer to that in mm-hmm. our age bracket because yeah. just to keep up with what's like relevant nowadays number one and number two you know if you're not if you don't believe that a slight amount of progressive change in society is going to happen you're nuts yeah you're nuts and this i think is going to be that sort of no you can't stop it this is this people are just going to start coming out like this where they're going to be very much exposing their feelings and making that a priority in everything Totally. And I think I think that's a change for the positive. Um, I know I've noticed that shift in me, too, like with that shift in society where I do speak more on emotions or I share my emotions with friends or I let someone know like, hey, like that made me feel blank or, hey, I need this. Like, I I feel like it kind of helps you communicate how you're feeling but it is being more self-conscious of that kind of aspect of it yeah yeah i mean there's gonna be a lot of challenges with it as well but i I definitely think you're right it's it's for for an improvement yeah but i guess the overall point of all of this is having friends as an adult is hard there's there's a million things we could sit here forever talking about all the challenges and the positives and the ins and outs and the generations and the different like there's so many things and it it ties into hobbies like hobbies mean something with friends or don't mean something yeah like it's all just so intricate and complicated and it's hard but I, I think friendships are a beautiful thing I think they are so necessary my friendships are absolutely everything to me it's where I laugh it's where I go to cry it's it's absolutely everything but it's it is very very challenging um so if you are struggling with friendships or not or however you feel you're definitely not alone like it it is a complicated thing <laughs> I definitely and, and like if you anyone who's I don't know if there's even anybody listening but I'm gonna assume that at least one person is so if you have a situation with you know having difficulty with friends as an adult like I'd love to hear it maybe drop a line in our in our Instagram I you know and I just what are your stories look like yeah we'd love to hear from our listeners any feedback or any just your experiences you can find us on instagram at hardly adulting pod um but also too uh before we dive into our next topic we wanted to share some of our favorite things to do with friends i know for me like i love hearing what others do because it gives me inspiration or like it inspires me or gives me you know I don't know, good feelings. Keeps of, it fresh. Yeah, things to do with friends. So I know some of my favorite things, like I mentioned in episode one, I love food. So grabbing brunch with friends, going to dinner, getting dessert or even just like a drink or coffee. I I love all of that. Like that's some of my favorite things. Um, I also just 
really enjoy like wineries oh my gosh doing like a wine tour with friends is so much fun like I love doing that um even just hanging out and having game nights I love playing games so that's super super one of my favorite things also like cooking like cooking food together and like eating at someone's house I think is just so fun you can hang out chill talk cook eat um and just anything outside like just hanging out and having like a barbecue and playing cornhole or you know just just chill and being outside like I would say those are like my top favorite things to do with friends honestly hosting you like hosting yeah I love hosting and just yeah how about you what are some of your favorite things to do yeah I I don't know if this is like the the difference between men and women but I feel men are at least my kind of friends are a lot more (laughs) simple-minded so like you know for for us and how I connect with my friends it's it's like pretty straightforward it's hobbies and it's like almost like trauma bonded experiences so like what have we both experienced that sucks that we can relive and talk about and try to grow from together so like with work you know that's a good very, trauma bond. that's very deep though that's what's real i mean i feel like yeah. men trauma bond more than they make that's friends very interesting i mean yeah. i feel like women do that too i mean i definitely have conversations with my girls but i also sometimes like it just being light and having right. fun too yeah. Yeah. and i feel like when you have trauma bonded that is how you hang out totally yeah. because you're not like you're like yo remember that one time where it really sucked yeah can we like never get near that so let's like just poke fun at each other i know we're getting shot at but let's let's play tic-tac-toe you know <laughs> so i I, th- I think that's why maybe it can sometimes look like it comes easier to me is because i have situations with each one of my friends where something really shitty's happened that's made us close and now we can just feel like we can completely drop you know our 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 wall and just say stupid stuff but aside from that though like what are some of your favorite like activities yeah i mean like my hobbies which are 10 miles long and then um you know this is super stupid but a lot of my friends we've like stayed in touch by almost like like the older generation would hand out like oh i saw this uh this card and it made me think of you right mm-hmm. where it's like you the light of my day in every way it's so good to have a friend like you hallmark card oh it's so nice i feel like me we send tiktoks to each other <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be like uh i don't know uh, there was one where my buddy sent me and it was jim carrey doing something and it was in the pretense of let's go fishing but he's like doing something really weird like and like making noises like that and you know it was really funny but my friend knew that i would find that funny so he sent it to me and i do that with all of my friends even on stuff that's polarizing just for the sake of it so anything else you like to do with friends? <laughs> i mean i know that you have a very long list like you said hobbies like i know fishing is a huge one for you but i know you're into food too like yeah, i know we, I mean, we share some similar things we like to do with friends but is there anything yeah, else yeah i mean like generic white guy in his 30s i like to golf i like to smoke meat and i like to drink bourbon and beer and i mean yeah doesn't get much more paperback than that (laughs) yeah well we'd love to hear from you guys some of your favorite things to do with friends um like i said we love to be inspired by others of other things we can kind of do with our friends so if you have anything that you'd love to share hit us up on instagram we'd love to hear from you but Switching gears a little bit, 
um, let's dive into some of our top relationship advice. So are we talking friends? I'm talking, yeah, mostly, a little bit of everything. Um, Like we shared on our first episode, if you didn't listen to it, you should check it out. But um, we've been together, Jake and I, 10 years. And I feel like over those 10 years, we have trialed and errored a lot of things. um, And we've learned a lot in relationships and friendships and kind of how to coexist and um, I don't know. We've always been told that we we give some decent advice. Um, I don't know if that's true or not. We've always kind of been told that. So we wanted to kind of share just kind of like our top things that mean something to us or that we've learned. Um, we wanted to kind of share them with all of you. And I feel like a lot of this ties into friendships. Um, I know like the first thing is finding space for friends. I think that that is super important in a relationship. And what we mean by that is, you know, you obviously want to spend time with each other, you know, in your relationship and your significant other, but it's really important to carve out special time to still have friendships and to hang out with your friends. I think that's super important. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, your significant other is your best friend. Yeah. It's your number one friend. Like you like each other so much that you live together, you know, <laughs> or, you know, are close to that. But like you're going to get on each other's nerves. You're going to get not that it's going to get stale, but, you know, your your interests are varied and sometimes you don't always agree. So you just always talk about the same stuff. You know, reaching out to your friends who reach out to their friends who reach out to those friends, you, you kind of get like a shared consciousness of experiences and new ideas that keep you like relevant and different yeah i think but you bring that home with you yeah i think your friends provide you something that you can't necessarily get in a relationship like obviously in your relationship you should be able to let your hair down and have fun but you also i feel like you have a different kind of fun or different kind of laughs with friends um i think you you bond and share things in a different way but also like we all need to like vent i mean like that's a very real part of life and i think you you complaining about work to your significant other is gonna make zero sense to them but if you go to a work friend yeah like juicy like i feel like you have to go to your friends to kind of vent a bit or to kind of connect on that level and amongst a million other things but i i think that it's so important like i know when i was like a lot younger it was almost like I, I didn't prioritize friends. Like, I just was always with my significant other. I never made time for friends. I just, like, it was like a suffocation. Like, I was just <laughs> with that person 24-7. We did everything together. I never saw friends. And, like, hey, if that works for you, by all means. But it, it just, I don't think that is long-lasting. I think you really need time for friends I think like I said it gives you something that your significant other cannot give to you and I think it gives you a super healthy balanced relationship yeah and I mean I think it's not the COVID's taught us anything it's being with the same people for a long time uninterrupted yeah not good we're social creatures we can't just be stuck at the same thing all the time and I'm not saying that you have to do anything wild to scratch that itch but and just going to get a cup of coffee and 
talking to the cashier how was your day you know that sometimes can be enough for people yeah you have to you have to break up yeah. your day-to-day and when you know if you're living with someone or you have a significant other you know you have to break that up a little bit yeah 100 percent. i don't think we ever had that problem no i mean i definitely early on in our relationship i feel like there is a point where you're gonna prioritize totally you're yeah. gonna prioritize that relationship like you are going to spend more of your time with your significant right. other and i'm not saying that that's wrong i think that's normal and healthy and we did that too but i think there comes a point where like you have to remember that your friendships are also important right. and your, you, you your balance it. your friends came before yes and although that doesn't mean that they get priority it means they get some kind of priority yes and you know for me like i said friends mostly around hobbies um you're not gonna go trust through the wet swampy wetlands pheasant hunting but my buddy tim might yes and i know he will (laughs) and we're gonna go do it together yeah or put on some waders and let's go cross a creek you're gonna be like can we just not and say we did (laughs) or we can put a creek on the tv (laughs) yeah um but yeah so i think that's like our number one piece of advice is i think learning to properly balance friendships in your relationship is like super key for a healthy long-lasting relationship um but on the flip side you could say it the other way like it is still really important to prioritize and carve out time for you and your significant other like if you're constantly busy or you're constantly hanging out with friends you know it's important to find the time to connect with your significant other to do things together to hang out to talk to connect so it's really that balance like balancing appropriate time with friends and balancing appropriate time with your significant other i think is key yeah and i think being with each other does not involve anyone else you know being able to just sort of how do you be together alone is how you build a relationship but then how you are together with friends is how you solidify it totally yeah because it's a different dynamic i mean because it's it's yeah i think a lot of people tighten down on just their significant other and not their friends because there's trust issues mm -hmm. and it can be with anything i'm talking like attention to you know the more dark and negative side of things um so that i wonder is maybe one of the reasons why people grip so tightly on their newfound love and then ditch their friends yeah definitely i don't know i don't know but i know that you know another aspect of this is when you're in a relationship you know you all don't always like your friends do not have to be your significant other's friends however i feel like it makes things a lot easier if everyone you know, does get along and everyone becomes in, friends. Yeah, you should definitely put in your best effort. Yeah, like to you, like you can all be in the same room together and enjoy yeah. like the time spent because I think that that is easier. However, I think that it's still okay if like there's certain friends that you know you're not going to be best friends with all of your significant others' best friends. Right. Like that's okay, but I think that they're you know you have to have a common ground of like 
you know, enjoying the same people and kind of making those connections, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel it's also like an extension of your selfless love towards the person that is your significant other, yeah. you know? So and I think like y- your friends and your significant others, like you all have to have like common respect for each other. Because yeah. I think like if there's drama or there's issues, like that's going to be really difficult to navigate. Yeah. Um. But moving on, should we move on to our next piece of advice? Yeah, hit me, as you say. So how we navigate chores. I think this can be a huge pain point in a relationship. The house is always dirty. Yeah, like things are always dirty. Things always have to get done. And I think it can cause a lot of contention between couples of like, I do more versus you or who's doing that. You know, there's like endless problems and and complications with that. Um, And I feel like we've we figured it out like pretty well, you know, I mean, trust me, we're not perfect, (laughs) but I think that we've figured it out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you just. Let's let's face it. If if we could all afford to have like like a butler, we would all have butlers. <laughs> they would do all the the stuff that you don't want to do. That'd be a dream, right? That'd be great. But that's not happening in ninety eight percent of the people I experience. But um, I, I think you just sort of find what 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 chores that suck suck the least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't mind taking the garbage out even in the winter time. That's not like that. Literally, does not suck. It's just tedious Mm -hmm. what do i loathe the laundry room (laughs) i will admit that not everybody likes laundry but i know you enjoy separating and washing and drying and the the folding part i don't really like totally mind but it's also real easy for me to talk myself out of it yeah so but i think that's you know and obviously too like what works for us is not going to work for everyone right. but i think it's more of like the mindset of it of there's like no right way to do it yeah there is no right or wrong really with any of this it's just kind of us sharing like what works for us yeah. and kind of like what has worked for others but when it comes to chores that's kind of what we do like you know we figured out things that we don't mind so like you know the chores that we each don't mind like will do so like i mainly do laundry but we fold laundry together mostly because we both kind of don't enjoy that part so we'll we'll do it together or we'll take turns with it um things like that like jake always mows the lawn like he does like the outside stuff where i do more of the cleaning but he still helps me with the cleaning yeah like i i don't think you'll ever mow the lawn no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just no uh, I, like, it's, so for for context we have like an acre of grass and it sucks to mow that lawn unless you enjoy it which i do yeah and a zero turn doesn't hurt but to could you imagine a little miranda on a zero turn i don't i don't think that'll ever happen anyway no. um, um so but when i'm outside you know cutting beds and putting mulch, mulch down and you know cutting the grass and weed whacking and doing all that I know she's inside doing other things. Yeah. It's not like... And I do help with some things outside. But yeah, oh, yeah. Like, she yeah. does a lot of flowers. But yeah. Like for the, the real pain in the ass outdoor work, I take that on because I yeah. know you're going to be in here and you're doing a lot like, of other things. Like, I scrub the toilets. Yeah, that was really <laughs> nice because that's the best job in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cleaning the bathroom. But I think the overall 
point of how we approach chores is like we're a team like we work together and like it's no one person's job i think that's kind of what has worked the best for us is that we don't view our relationship as like a you're the male and you should do this and I'm the female and I should do this like I feel like we're more progressive where we work together like we just view it as we coexist together and we have all these things to do and we do them together and we split them yeah I feel like rather than assigning a a gender role yeah I I don't want to get into that no but but um, I think it's part of it a little bit well I think you have what is categorized as a previously gender role Mm -hmm. and you kind of enjoy that task yeah like my gender role would be the man goes out and cuts the grass and i actually like it like i'm not saying i love it to the point where i would prefer to cut the grass than go fishing (laughs) but you know if if you're like hey it's got to get done i'm gonna wake up and do it and you're not and that's okay yeah but you'll wake up and decide you know oh today i'm going to organize the pantry definitely a chore that needs to get done who's the one that wakes up early and goes i'm you know, i'm feeling inspired today i'm gonna rip the shit out of the of the pantry you do that right but i'm just saying though that it's not like you won't help me with cleaning like you no, do yeah. you do help like yeah. we we help each other we communicate and we work together to get things done i think another thing with chores that we do that really really works well is we almost like plan things out um we've shared that we're both project managers so we're like a little bit nuts and over the top with this but it really works where we sit down like every Sunday and we kind of just like discuss like okay like are there any projects we're trying to do or like what do we need to get done this week and we literally just use our notes app on our phone and we share it with each other so we can both edit it and we pretty like we literally just put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and like we just kind of loosely like plan our week of like okay like on Saturday our project is to, to paint the deck outside as an example. And like it just it keeps us in the know of like what's on our mind, what needs to get done. But like we, we work together on all of these things. And it's also a way to view like, OK, how much work is Jake doing and how much is Miranda doing? So yeah, I think I mean, that I would, really helps. I don't I don't know if I look at it where it's like how much has Jake done versus Miranda. But, but I, I, I mean, agree. I don't like, either, but it, I think that can be helpful yeah. in a situation where if someone is viewing it that uh, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't think I've gotten to that need for it. But it, it, yeah, it does help so you know what your workload is and what the other person's is. Because I, I, we always have something to do around here. And I don't want to sound like we have endless projects, but I feel like stuff gets like back like pushed back and pushed back and pushed Mm -hmm. back and it's just good to see what's being pushed back constantly yeah and um, And it also helps you like see too like that you are getting things done yeah because i feel like in relationships when it comes to projects it can get very hostile sometimes or it can become tit for tat if i'm being honest like I feel like this I mean, is a huge pain point. Yeah, and I feel like like we have been there and and we've gotten to this point right. through those hardships right. of like figuring it out and feeling like it's tit for tat or you know yeah, like we're not feeling like you're being recognized for doing a chore. And it's, yeah, it's funny because I I know like the dishwasher has been a battleground for you and I before. Yes, and oh, it's stupid dishwasher. because dishwashers are awesome and <laughs> we could not have one and be miserable scrubbing them like yeah. I've had to do before. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, but it, it'd be like 
three days I wouldn't have touched the dishwasher once and then I see that the dishes need to get done and I do the dishes and then the next day the dishes need to be done and I'm like hey can you do the dishes and you're like I've done them all week and you're like but I just did them and it's like well, yeah but you didn't realize is because you weren't paying attention maybe is that Miranda unstacked and restacked the dishes like three times before you did it that one time and you just thought that there weren't a lot of dishes so it's like you know before you yeah, I are think on before, either side, just right. kind of think like of the I, other party for I a half I think second. before like popping off or like starting a fight or like, you know, feeling really emotional about something, it's okay to pause and like have a conversation with your significant other of like, hey, yeah, like, I mean, I'll definitely do the dishes, but I feel like I've literally done them like five times yeah. this week. Like you may just not realize. And I think it's important to bring it up and, and have the other side not take it as an attack. Yeah. You're just, exp- hey, I, you know, okay, I, I know they need to get done. I just want to tell you, I've done them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. You did them yesterday, which thank you. But, I, you know, I just feel like if you would f- if you would do them, that would be more fair. Definitely. And it's not, you're not saying, well, you never do them. So, like, what the hell? It's you just expressing your feeling. Again, yeah. back to we need to get our minds different and change how we talk. Yeah, I think that really ties into our next piece of advice is communication. And this one is so cliche. Like, I'm sure so many of you just like rolled your eyes like, no, duh, like communication. Like everyone says that. But like truly, I feel like that's been like our main thing It's just learning to communicate with each other like learning that it's okay to like have quick conversations about doing dishes of like no I've done them more so can you please do them like just you know not popping off and just calmly having conversations about things and like just expressing how you feel or you know like I, I just think that piece of communication is so important and like realizing that it can't always be your way like things cannot always be your way. You can't always be selfish. Like you have to really you need to have teamwork. Yeah, you need to have teamwork and like have that communication of like this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need, want, feel. Like, you know, I just that all really ties into each other and, and it, I think I it's super like important. It can also get to like a point where it's I don't want to say toxic, but it can kind of backfire. Maybe is a better way to put it. Where at the end of the day, you just want to help the person that's having a tough time. I feel like that's that's a healthy relationship. Is I don't like to see you upset. I want to make it better. Um, but that drive to want to make it better can backfire. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the whole like, don't try to fix me. You mm-hmm. know, like I I am just bitching right now. Yeah. So I I you know I feel like whenever. One of the, one tool that we've used is when you can tell this is a a conversation where there's some less than happy energy being tossed around at a topic, mm-hmm. and you can tell that that person your you know other is is upset. That's when I pause and I say, "Hey, are are you looking for me to help you fix this, or do you just want to vent and yeah. I can give you my opinion?" As an example, I think work is a, a perfect example of yeah, this. Yeah, because I'm sitting here like half understanding what's going on. You're like, "Hey, yo, if you want me to fix this, like we need to back up." Yeah, I think a lot of times, like this can apply anywhere and everywhere, but work is a perfect example because there are times where you know I'm frustrated about something work related or or I'm feeling some type of way, and I you know start venting to Jake. You know, I'm, I'm telling him about my day or what happened, and you know I feel like. 
as a significant other, like you, you want to help that person. You want to fix things. But sometimes that can be really frustrating because you're like, I'm not, I'm not looking for someone to fix this. Like I just I'm venting like I just want to be heard. I just want to scream, cry. Yeah. Like, let me just like throw a little temper tantrum and then like I'll be fine and I'll move on. And I think that's really important to understand. And this even applies with friendships. Like when you're talking to a friend, you can be like, hey, like, are you looking for my advice, opinion, feedback? Or like, do you just want to vent and you just want me to listen? I think that piece of advice is huge because it, it really helps you connect with the person, but it it helps everyone understand what we each need and want in that moment. Well, and it takes away to the the, I think, almost guaranteed, at least for us, outcome of where I tried to help you fix it. I haven't asked you if you want it. You just want me to listen and have you vent. And I'll try to fix it and I'll interrupt you and you lose your train of thought. And I'm trying to fix it because we got to take it in stages. Mm -hmm. And you'll be like, you know, I feel like you just want want to talk. Mm -hmm. Like, what what is so important? You know, you'll you'll immediately take what I'm trying to do wrong. And it's not because you're wrong. It's because I misinterpreted what you needed. Yeah. Where if we just like, Hey, guessing is for idiots. Let's just figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather have an educated answer than an educated guess. So just to say, hey, are you looking to vent? Yeah, I just want to vent. Don't don't try to fix it. Then I can actually engage in what mm-hmm. you're feeling, yeah. not just what you're saying. Yeah. Where if you want it fixed, I could care less how you feel because the problem's still there. Yeah. Let's fix this so totally. it gets over with. And I think that like that is a huge piece of advice because I feel like that is like you just said a great way of how you actually listen and connect with your partner of like what they need and like how to help them and you kind of avoid that frustration like I just think that's huge you know again I'm making some hard generalizations here but just speaking from my own brain um, you know as a man I have a hard time sometimes deciding which one I'm looking for Mm -hmm. because if I vent about work that also hits you Mm -hmm. Well, now I need to fix it when mm-hmm. it should. I didn't want to fix it going in. But because you're so pissed off, I go, OK, this is in my control because it's my issue. I'm going to go fix it when yeah. that just made it worse. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do anything on purpose. Mm-hmm. You, you, It's hard, though, for men to be able to come in and say, hey, I just need to vent. Like, please don't get riled up because it's going to make me want to fix it. But, you know, X, Y, and Z. And yeah. that has happened so many yeah. times. I mean, it, it's hard because right when you're having a conversation, you can both get really passionate and you want to be honest with your significant other. So it's Especially like, when you're a zesty, spicy little <laughs> Italian meatball. Yeah, it's really hard to misinterpret I'm fighting because I love you versus I'm fighting you well right but like there's been many instances where like you have just said I just want to vent right and so you're venting to me like about work or something and like I'm trying really hard to just let you vent and and listen but then it's like I have ideas or I have thoughts and like as a partner like I want to communicate that with you so it's like finding that balance of like is now the time to bring this up because you 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 do just want to vent or like you know it's it's a hard balance yeah. but it's it's important yeah i think that was a lesson that we had to learn the long and hard way yeah for sure um and that kind of leads us into our next thing also is mindset i think mindset in a relationship 
is huge and that this can go many different ways but Jake you have had a piece of advice that you have told so many people you've told my sister you've told friends of ours and like this I think is like the most insightful realest truest thing that like I've honestly like ever heard oh wow like when I heard you say this for the first time (laughs) it like shook me to my core because it is so real and true and I think if people really think about it they are also like really shook by it do you want to share what that piece of advice was i think the prequels of star wars aren't as bad as people claim them to be is that what you're looking for (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) yeah wow thank you that was very uh very kind of you to say um i it really exists more at the beginning of a relationship. And I've said this to a couple people and one of them that I spoke this to actually gave me some feedback that I never had expected before. So I'm going to say it and then kind of cover all the bases around it. So I have said at the beginning of a relationship that, you know, it was, it was funny. I, it was your dad talking to us. And I think I just had come out and say it. And I said it in a very scary way. I went, you know, when I first met Miranda, uh, I realized that she didn't, she doesn't make me happy. And Can like, you imagine like being a father and like hearing that and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like her dad was making breakfast and I just like saw the pan stop moving and the and the, like the whisk stop moving and I was like, give it two more seconds. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, so I I didn't I don't think the person that you meet that you connect with and on a very intimate level should make you happy. It, I think you should already be happy. Before you get in a relationship, you know, everybody comes with trauma, everybody comes with baggage, but being able to work with what you have and be happy with it is is the key to a healthy relationship. If you're going in looking for someone to fill a void, to fix something in your life, to clean you up, to get you on track, etc., etc. No, you got to you got to get there yourself. Yes. You have to be a one-man band before you can introduce a, a sidekick yes. or a partner, whatever you want to yes. call it. So the saying that you said was that you have to be good with yourself and your significant other will amplify your happiness. Yeah. You, you don't bring me happiness, but you amplify, but you amplify it so amplify much it. so that I, I can't yes. ignore that. So really like... Everyone out there who's listening, really let that like sink in for a minute because I I, like truthfully like this rocked me to my core. And I don't think a lot of people um, realize, but there's there's two different sides of thought on that. The what you feel, which is, oh, my God, you're right. Like, how can I be in a healthy relationship if I'm not healthy with myself? Mm -hmm. But I I, again, I'm not going to name who it was or anything, but I, I did get some feedback once of. Well, no, I need someone to feel happy. I don't want to be alone. And, Which and, is very, like, this is, I think everyone feels that yeah, in some type yeah. of way. And, and that that's not what that yeah. snippet means. I'm no. not saying that you have to be alone because you're not okay with yourself. I'm saying that you you need to be able to wake up in the morning and feel like today's going to be a good day. Yeah, you have to be living for you. Yeah. Like, you have to be have living goals, for you. Have your own ambition. And you... Yeah, and you have to really be working on yourself. Right. Look for that amplify. Yeah. Don't look for the thing that's going to get you from 90 to 100. Be yeah. at 100. And and if you're not at 100, I'm not saying don't date. I'm not saying don't talk to people. You might find somebody who, before you actually become an item, 
helps you get to that hundred. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's whew, it's gravy because now you're elevated. Yeah, and honestly, I think that's what you did for me, if I'm being honest. Like, I, I was not at 100 when we started dating. Right. I was actually, like, a, a mess. I mean, like, I was a mess. I was lost and confused. Like, I just, it was not. Like, I think us being together, like, I really grew and learned and, like, grew into myself. But, like, you really taught me how to be good with me like I really had to do some internal digging and internal work on myself of like how do I be happy with me how do I take care of me because I I did not always do that I really did look for to you for happiness but then I wasn't fully fulfilled and happy like you made me happy and I was happy but I was like missing something yeah I I was able to and, and I think to look for that is weird. Like to find somebody who's going to help you on that journey is is very rare. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. I'm just saying that I've had your experience as well with others that I've met and dated that I've did the same thing for, and it didn't work out because mm-hmm. they couldn't guide me. Right. And I, I was sitting there going, "This doesn't feel right." Yeah, I think it's just like the connection right. that you you share with someone or what you you know receive from someone, but. It really, it challenged me, like you challenged me and inspired me to really work on me and to find out what makes Miranda happy. And it really did it. It almost like it unlocked this whole thing in me of like, I am truly happy. Like I'm happy. I I know who I am. I know where I stand. I know what I want and like and enjoy and, and all of that stuff. But like without you, like... It wouldn't be as good, but, like, I could still move on with my life and, like, you know, exist yeah. and, like, be happy with me. But, like, you definitely make me happier. Yeah. You definitely make things brighter and better and happier. But I'm not, like, dependent on you right. for my feelings. Right. I think that's, like, the main overarching point. Yeah. In yeah. a sense. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I have a hard time sometimes putting to words my thoughts, and that was a really great way of looking at it and sort of how I naturally just operate. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, that whole mindset comes with a lot of promises you have to make yourself, which are scary and hard. It's being okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's It's being able to accept somebody in that, you know, may not have exactly the same... Uh, focuses as you do and trusting that they're going to amplify your happiness somehow some way which is why I think being okay with taking it slow and really evolving every step of the way you know I I think I said it the other day on on the podcast that the days are short or the days are long but the years are short Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's uh, encompasses everything where you know the years are going to feel short Mm-hmm. The days are going to feel long. Mm-hmm. So if you give it some time, those long days and those short years will start to make a lot of things click together. But, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put time as a priority or as a, as a marker to your milestones. Um, some people might click in a year. Some people might click in six years. It, communicate about it, though. Just feel, hey, I just don't feel like we're, we're progressing, like what's going on, and do a check-in. And, and do that just because... 
you know, that's, that's part of the amplifying. Are you not being amplified? Like, am I doing something wrong? No, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of stuck on something. It could be very much a selfish issue. And, mm-hmm. and that's where you get to go, oh, okay, I removed myself from the conversation and now I can just focus on you. Yeah. Um, and this kind of leads us into teamwork, which I know we've, we've referenced throughout this conversation. Cause obviously when you're in a partnership, a relationship, you know, it's about teamwork. But to really address this, I I really think working as a team is also super important. I think, you know, you can't always be selfish. You can't always have things your way. And this can be a huge challenge because I think growing up or, you know, becoming an adult, like you're so used to doing things your way or being you, you know. And so, there's so many times where you know you may just really like something done one way but when you're together with someone you might have to alter kind of how you want things done or or what you think you know you have to work as a team to come together yeah yeah totally you mean like how you like to clean behind me sometimes when i'm (laughs) trying to clean the kitchen you like it done a very specific way and i do my best and i know you know that but it's so funny to like i don't get mad at it i think i did at one point but now i just sort of giggle and it's kind of cute because i'll clean the stove and then (laughs) i like leave the room and five seconds later you hear (laughs) it's you back there i just want to make this one spot a little better and it's not anything that i think like like that stuff is what skeeves you out is okay Yeah. yeah but it's definitely about compromise and communication and picking your battles like I again that's such a cliche thing to say but I I think that so much truth to that is like you really learn how to you know you learn about the other person you learn how to communicate you learn kind of what works and what doesn't and I think it's just yeah picking those battles of like is this worth getting aggravated or annoyed I think you you find what quirks somebody has you, you def- at some point you categorize them between quirks that annoy the crap out of you mm-hmm. and quirks that you don't you don't mind yeah and those don't mind I don't think you leave it alone yeah I think you have to be like all right when I see that quirk I'm just gonna kind of make it cute I'm yeah. gonna look at that person and try to admire that they're the way they are yeah but there's just some that I can't get over right and I but I think that's super important like you can't change people right, right? like you cannot change people and in a relationship like you have to kind of just accept someone for who they are and that's that's how you find your soulmate right is like finding the person that you can spend a while forever with you know what i'm saying and like not be super annoyed but it 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 takes time to figure that out and so and i think you know it's accepting those things of like you know what about you is frustrating is it is it worth like can I deal with it can I handle it can I compromise can I you know or is it like a hard no yeah and knowing that sometimes the response to the hard no isn't to stop it it's to leave the situation yeah because again you you can't change right. people so you know if something is a hard no like you really have to take that into consideration right. but you should never want to 
to change someone yeah. like you know I think as humans like we all have to be kind to each other and just realize like we are who we are like we can fine tune ourselves right but like you can't change someone and we're all not perfect I think that's another really big thing like we are all not perfect we're all going to say or do something that's going to piss the other person off you know there's going to be times where you're going to argue and fight and bicker but again it's kind of like that threshold of like what can I stand are we still a good match and and stuff like that and I have to give you some credit I'm about to open the the teapot of my life here for a second and (laughs) and show you behind the curtain um and I'm I'm exposing myself for sure Randy your patience level with me on a lot of that stuff is out it's saintly in, in fact because they're guys just so you know I was raised very privileged I'll admit it I and and privilege in the way of many different things but in the number one way my parents were able to have a housekeeper come every once in a while to like clean up and I'm we were not dirty people it's not like we needed one once like once every week or something it was like you know we can we can tidy we were good tidiers but horrible cleaners like terrible so much so we had outsourced for it and the people that would come were like family so um i never really like deep cleaned a bathroom until i met you like i kept my bathroom clean like there wasn't hair all over the place but like scrubbing a toilet was not something that i just thought the toilet always stayed clean why because every three weeks or whatever somebody would come and clean the toilet really well and it was so good that it never got really dirty Mm -hmm. gross right but Mm -hmm. that that's that's me being honest so here comes miranda and we live together all right so saturday i think we should clean and i'm like why it's not dirty and you're like yeah, yeah, but give it like two more weekends and this is going to be a pigsty. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. And I, I would just ignore you and you would do you would do whatever your threshold was. And eventually like, holy shit, this toilet's gross. And you're like, yeah, that's what happens when you don't clean it, Jake. And, you know, it was that level of knowing and picking your battles. You knew that I was cut from a very strange cloth compared to you. And you could either try to make me the pattern that you want or I'll evolve into the pattern that you are waiting for. And yeah, like it, patience it, is... Yeah, well, thank you. It, it wasn't always easy, but it, it was something where it's like I accepted you for you and I loved you no matter what. And, and it was kind of like, do I really want to like end something over like cleaning a bathroom you know what I mean like it was just kind of like perspective like you are so amazing and and you provide so many other things to my life like is your lack of cleaning (laughs) really like a hard no which for some people it may be and and that's okay but for me it wasn't but it 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 wasn't always sunshine and rainbows and butterflies we did argue and fight quite a bit about stuff like this but it it we worked through it we learned we worked through we had patience we worked together we communicated and we've come to this place now which is kind of amazing that we do it together and we figured it out but I I didn't try to change you I you know it just I accepted you for you and and we worked through it yeah I think we inadvertently changed each other without really 
knowing it because you've kind of chilled out. Um, yes, but I think that's a different type of change. Yeah, like I think naturally when you're with someone, like you will even each other out right. or change in some way. But right. like what I'm it's saying is, is different. You, yeah, you're saying you can't change people, and I 100% agree. I think it'd be silly though to think that you won't change. Yeah, no, I mean that's yeah. a very good point because you will change, but you shouldn't seek out to be like hey i hate this one thing about you i'm changing you right like but if it naturally like you're going to influence each other you're going to inspire each other you're going to learn things from each other and that can sway someone to change or alter which is is natural and normal that's how you grow and learn right yeah totally um, and then, so how to avoid common frustration. So I feel like this has been an overarching <laughs> topic in this whole conversation of like how we work together. And just like I said, everyone gets frustrated, right? Like there's common occurrences all day, every day. Um, but there's some common things and you laugh because it is funny, but like the dreaded question of what do you want for dinner? Yeah. It's so funny. You talk about this and you're talking about how it's frustration. Just yesterday (laughs) we're, we're having a little like picnic with our, our family and a friend and, uh, we were talking about it and I was like, you know what? I think I have a video from like seven years ago of, what do you want for dinner and like how we've like I, I remember taking the video for two things one for comedy and one to kind of show you from a like like a third party perspective looking in on this conversation how ridiculous this is and it was like it was me sitting on the chair going so do you want crab rangoon for dinner tonight and I just was recording my my face and you could hear you in the other room like I don't know, Jake. What? Why? Why are we still talking about this? And it was me, like get going. I'm, 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 a, I'm tickling her annoying button, and you know, me being like, yeah, but do you want me to start it now or later? It was me purposely trying to piss you off to show that, like, when I'm just messing with you, we can't take this situation for what it is—a very light, silly topic. Mm-hmm. But that's not to downplay the fact that it's frustrating to try to like get two people on the same page over food yeah I mean, the two things it's the what do you want for dinner question and then what do you want oh, yeah, to do today, today? Yeah. Uh, those two I, and i like full transparency like we do not always have it together like we still sometimes argue and bicker <laughs> about these things um but I feel like we've kind of got we've gotten better with it. Like we've figured some things out. Oh uh, yeah, I think there's a mixture of like psychology at work and just general like complacency for each other's you know stubbornness and being okay with that person just being in the mood and learning to love them anyway. For me, it's the hanger. You know, am oh, I right? God. Like it's the hanger. Like. It's the worst thing ever when you have this conversation of what do you want to eat when you are hangry. It's like grocery shopping hungry. It's literally like it's just the rage builds inside of me. (laughs) Like the fire ignites where it's like it's it's not the question. It's just like I'm so hungry and I just want food and I don't want to spend like 20 minutes trying to like figure it out. And it's just it's so it's so frustrating to me. I mean, like it it happens. I don't want to spend. 20 minutes talking about this oh my god i just i can't i can't stand it (laughs) but 
some things that we do that helps and like I said we are not perfect we still struggle with this but we sometimes like meal plan in a sense where like on a Sunday I'll sit down you know maybe I'll be putting like a grocery shopping list together or whatever and I'll kind of like mentally note like okay what meals are we going to have this week and I'll kind of note down like okay Monday we're gonna do cheeseburgers Tuesday chicken you know like I'll kind of plan it out so it kind of avoids that whole like what are we having for dinner tonight you know like we have a plan I have been obsessed with a couple like TikTok accounts on meal prep like these people know how to make like a month's worth of dinner for like $300 for like a family of five that's like insane I would love to look more I would that's interesting to me I would love to check it out and give it a try because like you know those and and that's what the what do you want to do for dinner thing like sometimes we don't want to cook but like going out is irresponsible (laughs) yeah and something we do too with that is we've designated one day a week of kind of like our takeout slash going out day so for us it's friday so we know like every friday we know that we're either going to get takeout or we're going to go out to eat and so again it kind of plays into the whole like every week like we kind of know what we're going to do or we love hello fresh um we do that so we you know it's like that service where you pay they send you the food and you like make the meals meals yeah Yeah. um and that's like really helpful too so like sometimes if i don't meal plan i know hey i have this box of hello fresh it's gonna have three meals in it and like we just pick one and then another day you know we're gonna go out to eat or we're gonna order food so it it just alleviates that like daily question yeah and I, I I feel like I'm like plugging HelloFresh right now, even though we're not really doing that. But like they even give you some recipes that I've kept in like a recipe book. And yeah. it, it makes meal prepping in the future. Like, oh, my God. Remember that ramen I made like six months ago? Oh, you still have the recipe, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Go tell me what you need. And it's got the ingredients and everything. And you just kind of run into a top top 10 of foods that you like and you can kind of repeat but you know i digress i think too another like really fun thing this is so random but for christmas i actually got jake they're like these dice oh yeah that have different meals on them like Like, pizza subs steak sushi like they're just like different things and sometimes if if we didn't plan anything, we don't have help, like we have nothing going on and we're like arguing about this. Like, like I said, we try to avoid this, but it does. It happens to everyone. Yep. Right. Sometimes we'll take these dice and like we'll just roll them yeah. and let it tell us what we're going to eat. So it's, it's another just fun idea of something to try um you know life can be hard life can be mundane and sometimes throwing in just something silly like that can really just shake things up a little bit can i give a couple of my perspectives on this stuff yes and because we're you know we're getting close to time here but i i I think this is going to be really funny so I have a couple psychology t- tactics that I use in this um, this environment. Number one is the uh, I don't really care what I want for dinner, but I want Miranda to kind of tell me, and she's hangry and doesn't want to tell me because she's hangry. Is go, what are we doing for dinner tonight? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know, Jake. I, I don't want to talk about this for twenty minutes. I go, oh, 
I know what we're doing. You go, what? I'm like, it's a surprise. You want to guess what it is? And you go, is it pizza? And I'm like, it's absolutely pizza. And I have not <laughs> picked what it is. And I'm just waiting for you to tell me what your biggest Sneaky. desire. Yeah, yeah, you know, but sometimes you're irrational and it's okay because you're hangry. And like all, I said, the hanger gets you. It does. So that's that's little, you know, trick number one. Trick number two is the dice, is the, the wheel of lunch, per se. And you just kind of, that's when you're feeling adventurous, not hangry. And then there's the moments where you're both hangry and you, you both can't pick. What I think we've done before is pick three, whatever it is. Like, okay, decide you're going to make or you're going to go get. You're going to make. Well, what do you want to make? Um, macaroni and cheese because we're children. A HelloFresh meal or we have burgers. Let's make burgers. And then you go, I don't know. What do you want? Take one off the list. Yeah. I don't want mac and cheese. Okay, so we have hamburgers and we have a HelloFresh meal. Hamburgers heads, HelloFresh meal tails. You'll literally flip a coin. Flip a coin. We actually do this quite a bit. Often. Yeah. And whatever it lands on, the question isn't what does it land on. It's how did you feel? Yeah, like are you excited or upset about it? (laughs) Because if... (laughs) And we both will look at each other like tails. What was that? That was HelloFresh. There have been so <laughs> many times. And it's like, times we're eating cheeseburgers, baby. Where, like, we have these two options and we flip a coin and then we're both like, oh, oh man. And then it's like, there you go. You have that. it. You figured it out. Right. You go for the other option. Right. So that is very funny. It works. All these things work in yep. different ways. And then there's a, there's a fourth way of doing it, but I don't suggest it. And that's the just fuck it method where you just crack out a bowl of cereal and call it a day <laughs> or like you eat ice cream for dinner I've you know don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um but anyways thanks for joining us today i think the moral of the story here you know just make sure you're making time for each other you're communicating you're having space for your friends you're working together as a team and i think you're gonna be okay Man, it'll be too hard on yourself yeah i mean it's it's just what we've talked an hour hour and a half on really two things which is relationship advice with one person yeah. and then keeping relationships with up to you know 10 15 20 people it's it's not easy so you know, take care of yourself and then your friends will be there always. And, you know, don't be afraid to just whatever little The good ones will always be there. Always. Yeah. And that's the ones you nurture. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone. we will catch you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, please leave us a review on Spotify and share this episode with others. Also, please don't hesitate to tell us which topics you would like us to cover in future episodes. To get in touch, drop us a line in the comment section, send us a message on Instagram, or email us. We'll We'll see see you in the the next next one. one.